Adam, you picked this film. So first of all, what the hell, mate? <laughs> I don't know what prog thought of this, but um, I'd never seen it before. Yeah. And um, <laughs> I can see how this would be a film if I saw it as a, you know, a young teenager probably would have enjoyed. But um, yeah, what a weird film. What's your, what's your thoughts on it or what's your initial memories of it? Well, I don't know why it's a weird film, though. There's nothing weird about it. What are you on about? <laughs> um, I watched this for the first... I, well, I've always been a Brian Yusner and student, Stuart Gordon fan who did um, Society and uh, From Beyond and Dolls, which you always talk about. You always seem to bring that one up, and, and um, it's like an E.T.'s favourite or something. Um, but I, I didn't see this until I was about 20-odd, 21, and um, I, I'd been out on the piss with some friends and uh, we all went back to my mate's house to, um, you know, keep drinking and stuff. And uh, it was just on. We just watched it. And we everyone in the room was just like, this is the best thing we've ever seen. Because it was just like, we did not, because we were laughing at it being a cheesy 80s comedy film, uh, 80s teen movie. And then all of a sudden, this guy just dies in this horrific car accident. Then his sister's boobs on the wrong way around. And then we were, we were just like, what the fuck is this? And then... We just kept calling her the sex omelette at the end. It was like an in-joke between me and my friends for ages, like the sex omelette. And um, since I've gone and bought her on Blu-ray and rewatched it a few times, and uh, yeah, always been a fan. It's a, it's a yeah. different movie. <laughs> I, I can imagine, right, yeah, in university, if, if you know, me and Prague had come back and sort of watched it, we would have been like... You would have got enjoyment out of it, but at the same time, you think, bloody hell, that, you know, the way that it twists towards the end... Is um, yeah, I didn't expect it. Let's put it that way. I always thought you were a butthead. No, you always called me a butthead. That bit. Probably had you seen it before? Yeah, I I'd seen it because of um, I keep forgetting the Sunday show. The Sunday night show was a video drum, isn't it? Video drum, yeah. A movie drum. Movie drum. That's it. Yeah, yeah I I watched it because of that, and uh, I I remember liking it when I first watched it. So. I was interested to rewatch it because I kind of saw it again a few years ago, um, but I didn't. I hadn't watched it all, um, so rewatching it again fully this time was a, was a different experience. I will say, it's, it's just a bit funny, like I, you know, the, the change that you get towards the end. Like I said, I, I just I didn't expect it. When Adam suggested this, Evan was on a different call with us as well, and Evan read the synopsis, and he was just like, "Oh, I, you know, I don't know if I'm gonna like this." And anyway, Evan couldn't make this recording, but like, yeah, that end scene is horrific in the sense yeah. of <laughs> the way that it looks. Ah, uh, it's when Blanchard is just eaten up or like consumed by it. I just find that bit really horrible. It's just like Jesus Christ, what a way to go, hand up the ass, and just. Melted into the sex omelette. Yeah, that's what it is. Sex so, omelette. Yeah. I I'm unsure at the moment whether I did actually like the film. I got some enjoyment out of it, but I don't know if I. What did your wife? Back. What did your wife think of it, Aunt? No, when she watched it, 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 it <laughs> she said, "Can we do that?" Yeah. How can you Google how you do that in real life? I'll say no. Right. I. I the film watching it for the second time all the way through was nowhere near as enjoyable as good as I remember it being, but I still found it really interesting. 
And I found aspects of it both interesting and good. I just thought it was uneven. I'm so I, we'll get into that later, but that, that's my you know my overall thoughts on the film. One question I've got, and I may as well ask it early on: What's a coming out party? What's well, in in terms in terms of society, in terms of, in terms of that uh, town or that community, the, the coming out is her first what what was classed as in that film shunting. So another sex omelette. That was her coming out. Would have been her first time doing that, which would have been just before the film took place. That would would have been a big shunt. But in like normal society, like American society, I'm assuming it's not like a sex omelette as you described it. I I reckon it is. I reckon that's pretty much what happens in more in in a lot of arms of government and things as well. I can imagine that sort of. uh, I can imagine that the the end scene of society happening in down Westminster, Buckingham Palace, anywhere really. So, so Except I, in our world, it's all lizard people, isn't it? Right. Yeah. I but I googled it and it's like what's I say? Um, I got it, but I bet a, a young debutant is formally introduced to society. Yeah. 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 But like, I don't know. That doesn't necessarily mean that it's in a sexual nature. No. If it's in real life, if I'm putting it. To me, that sounds like they're parading someone who's young. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I, I assumed it was a young girl coming of age and then is paraded to suitors as regards to someone that she would go on to marry. I mean, obviously, it's, it's definitely an old-fashioned thing, isn't it? I mean, if you read novels from, you know, Sense and Sensibility and all this and all those type of those period dramas coming of age celebrations were happening all the time weren't they mm. it's I, just in, in, in this in this uh, setting it's completely different she's having sex with her parents they're not really her parents though, are they no she is their daughter yeah but they're all kind of the same there's like this weird alien like I don't know yeah, it's, it's just, just a no, no, it's just that to us, it's incest. To that alien species, or it's not, they're not even aliens, are they? They're just oh, a different, they're a different race. Yeah. To them, it's not incest. It's seen as the norm. Hmm. Well, that's probably why they've ended up like that, because they're... I'm, I'm looking up who wrote the screenplay for this, because the, the screenplay is nuts. Like, who wrote... Because, like, I'd love to, like, know... I'd love to there to be, like, some... Well, I could watch the special features on my Blu-ray set, to be honest, which I, we which we didn't really watch much of. But uh, but I'd love it to be like a sort of like how the film got from writing to the director and who wrote it and what was going on. Because if the, the writer's first ever screenplay, his name, his name is um his his name was Zephy Daniel, but he changed his name to Woody Keefe yeah. for the script. And another guy called Rick Fry, who I can't find any information on. Uh, it was just like a first screenplay thing. I reckon it had something to do with they live. I reckon they live came out and this was like there was a bit of like a heat for like sort of like um, I don't know Twilight Zone style stories about high end societies with violence and gore maybe. And that, yeah, like and then uh, what's the word? They live in the shadows almost, don't they? Yeah, out out, out of plain sight they live, but they are always in plain sight. 
we were talking about that when we were watching it, lad. When we there's definitely a correlation between those two films. But I, I think this is better than They Live. To be honest, I, I I think I prefer this film to They Live because I think the um I don't think it's as heavy handed. I okay, I know there's a sex omelet at the end. I know that does happen, but I think the film takes its time more to get to that. Whereas They Live is just like mm, mm, like that in your face all the way through. I think this one, I just think this one deals with the subject matter in a more clever way, if you know what I mean. I, I know think, it doesn't go. I, 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 get it, what I get what you're saying. I think the concept is better in this one. My problems with the film, though, are that I don't think the concept is executed as well as it could be. I can, I can I can kind of agree with that in some aspects because I always quite I quite like because one of the things I quite like about the film I reckon is a bit accidental. I love the fact that it's shot like I I quite love the fact that it's like quite cheesy and like an episode of Beverly Hills two nine zero two one zero with the high colors and stuff going on. I think that makes the film really has this sort of like revision sort of edge to it and makes and sort of like a parody of crap eighties teen movies, which then has this disgusting. Plotline, but comes which comes up, which comes into focus. I, I get what film. you're saying, but the film isn't a parody. I don't know. I mean, I guess... no, it was never written as a parody, nor is it carried out as a parody. I, I don't know. Don't get me wrong, I... right? You can see what you want in a film, and if that's what you see, that's fine. But the, the society is not for me that type of film. It's not a parody, and it's not trying to do those type of things. I want. I. I'd be. It'd be interesting to know what Mister Yusnus has to say about and the writers, because like I have a feeling that there was a there was a bit of self awareness going on with this. I. 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 I'm going to give him a bit more credit and think that there was a little bit of self awareness going on when they were making it. I love your choice of films to give credit to. Why not? Well, think about it. This comes after. This comes. This comes after Robocop came along. So like revisionist genre films are starting to really get up. You know, we're starting to take pace in Hollywood back then. That doesn't mean that every film released is a revisionist film. I'm not saying everyone is, but I'm saying a couple were afterwards. Yeah, but and, and, and also, this is nowhere near Robocop. Also, also Brian Yusner worked with Stuart Gordon for years, and he, Stuart, Stuart Gordon had that, sort of like, had that sort of like edge to him. He used to do that in his movies. Like, he would take a H.P. Lovecraft film and, make, and, make, and be like, we're just going to make this a fucking teen sex horror movie. And, and Stuart Gordon is a, is a very smart director. Much better director than Brian Yusner. I'm going to say that right now. I I'd love. I think Stuart Gordon would have done a better job making this than Yusner, but that's a different story for a different time. Sorry, but you've lost me. What's Stuart Gordon got to do with society? I, I can't see oh, him on the list at all. No, he didn't. He him and Brian Yusner used to make films together. Right. Okay. So Brian. So he was like it was like John Woo and Sue Hark. It was like uh, Brian Yusner produced them and Stuart Gordon would direct them. But this one. Uh, so I think Stuart Gordon went on was going on to do Honey I Shrunk the Kids. And, is, there, um, is there anything in Brian Usner's catalogue to suggest that he had this form for what you say revisionist? Well, he's made some other good movies. I mean, like he made um he was he, he made he made The Dentist, which is a bit which is a bit of like which is very tongue in cheek for slasher movies. And he made um and he made and he made Return of the Living Dead Part Three, which is really good as well. Did That's he a really mainly good do horror? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he, he like he had a pension for like body horror movies, like very gory body horror sort of stuff. He, he's still alive now. He's just retired years ago. I can I pick up his filmography a second. He's he's made the biggest thing he ever did was he co-wrote um, Honey I Shrunk the Kids with Stuart Gordon, 
and he and he was a producer on it as well. So he made his money from that one. Am I right in thinking that Honey, I Shrunk the Kids was originally going to be a much darker film? Um, I don't know. I think I think Stuart Gordon always wanted to make it a family movie because Disney were the ones that picked up the script. Wow. But I think that I think what happened was um, Stuart Gordon because he was a bit of like, but not like a. I don't. I'm not saying he would have made it disgusting, but I think he kind of wanted to push it a bit closer to the edge. And then Disney were a bit like, no, 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 and they got the guy who did Rocketeer to do it instead. Mm. But I like Honey. I like. I still like Honey. I Shrunk the Kids. I think that's a good film. But um, I haven't seen it in years. But I've always liked it. But uh, I, I don't know. Who knows? But the guy who did it is a pretty good director as well. I mean, kind of. It's got it's got Rick Moranis in it for me. So it's already going to start the, on the six. I can't, I can't remember the guy's name, but he made he made um the Rocketeer, the first Captain America film, and he made that film October Sky, with oh I can't remember his name though. It was Joe something. I I know who you're on about. I know that's the that's the director that took from Stuart Gordon on it. I Rocketeer would be a good one to look back on because I only ever watched that when it first came out. I never liked it when I was younger. And, and it's got and it's got the love of mine and Andrew's life in it, Jennifer Connelly. Yeah. I'm looking at um, I'm look if, talking about revisionism and stuff. Though right, I just realised that um, Yusna did direct Bride of Reanimator, which isn't a very good film, but it is taken off from the first Reanimator, which is stuffed to the brim with that sort of sentiment. And stuff like that, sort of like tongue in cheek. Have you have you seen Bride of Reanimator? It's not very good. Okay, it's not the best one. There's two sequels to it: is Bride and Beyond. Uh, they're not very good. Um is a brilliant producer, but he's not as good of a director as he is a producer. But I know that like he didn't really want to direct Society. Anyway, he he, he was trying to find someone else for the for the ages. He only directed it because he couldn't find anyone else to do it, so he just did it himself in the end. He's, he's more he's more into like producing. He's that's more of his passion, or was his passion before he retired. But although the the sex omelet, as, as Adam put it, towards the end is is disgusting. Um, you you know me, I, I love a practical effect, and I I did think it was you know it was quite good. Mm. Um, apart from one element, and that was the stretch arms, strong arms. Um, when his the the guy I can't remember his name gets his arms pulled off. Well, the special effects were Screaming Mad George, who did your favorite film, Andrew, and a film, and he did the effects for your favorite film. Are we talking Big Trouble? Oh, yeah, he? yeah, he did the special effects there, yeah, Japanese guy. So much sweat and hey, dust everywhere, and he also worked on he also worked on Predator as well. Well, are we talking Predator before or after 19... the, the new Predator was um, introduced, or the Predator as we know it? Was I don't know. It just, I've got a filmography now. He did Predator. He did Nightmare on Street Part 3, Dream Warriors. Classic right there. He became a director then. He directed The Giver. Do you remember that with Mark Hamill? That was a great film back in the day. Oh. It's based on an anime. It's a live action adaptation of an anime. I remember Giver, yeah. I, yes. remember, I remember the anime because my cousin used to have it. They made like an R-rated uh, film of it uh, with Mark Hamill and it is... I haven't seen it since I was younger, but I remember it being a fucking good film back in the day. That's a possible... And it's got your boy Mark Hamill in it as well. Good actor, when he wants to be. <laughs> your boy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he did, a, he did another really good film called Freaked as well, from 93. That's a brilliant movie, that is. Screaming Mad George is cool. What's your favourite aspect then, Ad? My favourite aspect? Um, I'm just going to go with the old... Like, I, I do quite like the... Um, Super sunny Beverly Hills, 
like sort of beaches teen teenagers aspect uh, coupled with the um sick go I, I do quite like that aspect of it. You know, maybe I'm wrong and it's, they didn't have they didn't intentionally go for that, but I really love that. I really I just love that I call it a happy accident if you need to, but I I just love that sort of clash of those two things. I you know, I think it's a really good film. I got loads of favorite aspects, but um I'll just put that as my top. Would you prog? I'm going for the concept. I, I like they live. I really like the idea of this underbelly of quote unquote society that you don't know about. It's got, like a, that, it's got like a Stephen King vibe to it, haven't it, the story? It's like a... Be, yeah. That's, it's kind of, it's the kind of thing Stephen King would come up with, I reckon, like that. But I think obviously I think Stephen King would do it a bit better as well. I'll t- tell you what, right? This, when you sit back and you talk about this film, I think there's a lot to like about it. Hmm? My, 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 overriding issue, my overriding issue with why I don't like it as much as I used to or why I didn't enjoy it as much as I used to, is simply the execution. I just There are parts where I just thought, this is tacky or hacky, but obviously it's, that is something that, Adam, you enjoy, isn't it? So it's, Yeah, I like, it's I, like the, this, so. I like the Beverly Hills 90210 sentiment to it. Yeah. I, think, I, I don't see. When I watch a film, I, I think this film is played on a serious level. That's what I think. And if it's played on a serious level... I want to see a serious film, and I don't think there's something about that Beverly Hills, the way it's shot, and also some of the acting where I'm like, oh, I'm not buying it. But again, you know, each their own. Still, that, that still doesn't mean I didn't concept. Are we? Can, I, can we move on to yeah. first scene? I thought there was going to be someone else throwing something else, something out there, then, but no, that is the best scene in the film. That's what the whole film's been building towards, isn't it? And in and in fairness, it absolutely delivers because you're sitting there thinking, what is going on with this world, this community? And then bang, you're just in the middle of it. I do love it when his head pokes out of the arse. That's a that's that's one that you always remember, don't you? I do quite like some of the stuff as well when he's um What's the boy's name? Is it it's not Billy? What's it? God, I can never remember people's names in films. The main boy. Oh, it is William Bill. Yeah, um, thought so. Yeah, um, I I do like I do quite like it when um, he's just losing his well, he's not losing his marbles. He's he's seeing everything as it should be, but um, you know, he sees that he sees that fucking arsehole class president guy die in a car accident, and then he's trying to tell the school about it, and he just kind of walks out, and he's all like, "I'm okay." I don't, I don't know. I, I quite I quite like it in films when someone's just losing their mind and there's a big conspiracy behind them all along. I don't know. Just thought that was pretty cool. The bit I didn't understand, you know, Billy had a mate who was then doing some pranks on him and things. You know, the blow-up doll, the shrunken head and things. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I just didn't really get that, why he was doing it. Well, you're doing my changes here, but... I think it was to kind of put some red herrings in it, wasn't it? Just to kind of be like, just some red herrings, and, but they weren't really... I don't know. It's a bit of a weird choice. Um, so I'll sort of echo what Prog said, I, that the change or the sequence towards the end, I think, is up there just from a shock factor. I, I quite liked, to a certain degree, the um, the additional scenes with him talking to the psychiatrist, the Dr. Cleveland. Not because I liked the, what was happening in those scenes, but I did feel that they added something extra to the storyline and it made it flow a little bit better. And then subsequently I looked into that and those scenes were added 
at the end, I think, because they felt the need the film needed to flow a bit more. But um, yeah, it's probably that end or chasing anyway. I did. I do quite like the uh, sex scene with the brunette when he's back to her house, and like he's he kind of rolls off the bed because her legs are just wrapped around her back in a really strange way. I thought that was kind of a, a nice. I thought that was a good scene as well. Yeah, but that, that's another sort of hint of what's going on in the community, isn't it? So yeah, but like you know, it's just I, I I do wonder though if he had had full blown sex in that scene, would he have become? Would he have died then? Would he have? Would he have been? Swallowed up into it or something, or no? She because are you one about just the girl? No, mm-hmm. no, she, she, she you, you gotta be. Um, I think you've got to be sort of like involved in that shunt in stuff. I know she was one of them, but she willingly wanted to have sex with him, yeah. But like when he's about to have sex with her, things like her arm is coming at him from a weird angle and stuff, and it's just like it's like, yeah, but she, she's not trying to sort of absorb him, is she? Yeah, I guess. I think, I, think, I think you can decide. My my perspective was is that you can decide to absorb someone, and that's what the whole shunt in is about. Blanchard was um man, that guy must have when he, the guy that was banging his sister, he must have seen. He must have just ignored those situations. He was he, he must have just been like, this must be normal for a leg to be on the well, wrong way around he, he, he right didn't now. Get that far with her. Did you think so that? Woman that progs on about Carissa. I can't remember the lady's name who plays her, but she's a former playgirl, play, playboy. Um, she is, yeah. yeah. Devon Devasquez. Who, who used to go out with Prince. Mm. Do you think she had a hint of Terry Hatcher in Tango and Cash about her? A little bit. You're going with the hair there, didn't you? Yes. Yeah. I haven't got any other favourite scenes. Any other mentions before we move on? No. Come on, then. I think we're going to have a few um, different things here. Okay, can I go with the first one? Why is she in love with him? Are we on about Carissa now, yeah? Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I can understand if she likes him. She's got a soft spot for him. You know, I get the end of the film is her wanting him not to die or, you know, be be absorbing the shunting. But she says, I love you. I, I just, it's, there's no... Wait to her saying that there's there's been no build up, there's no payoff when she says it for me. Yeah, I'm not invested in her saying it. It's the um, unromantic in you that is, bro. Yeah. Also, right, her involvement at the end, and I'm going to include Billy's mate here as well. How how are they just letting them leave? There's like 40 of them, and they just let them walk out. I don't, I don't get it. That one. And don't get me started on the hostel stuff. They, they just leave their dead bodies in the corridor. <laughs> it's just right, what's going on. Also, they let Billy walk out. Yeah. They let Billy get his car. They let him come back to the mansion. And well, part, I, part of that I read as that was their plan to try yeah. and bring him back. Yeah. yeah. As as in like he's sort of offering himself to them, isn't he, by coming back. I I get that, but it wasn't made clear. It was just a bit messy, I think. The, the I don't know. Ad, what what do you think of those things? Especially Billy at the hospital. Do you think it was made, made complete sense? Don't you talk about? <laughs> <laughs> Have we gone with that? 
No, I've, it, you just got you just got to roll over, it's got to be like whatever. You mm. got you, you you with me. I'm like, look, this is just the uh, this is just the weird side dish before the tasty sex omelet that's coming up. But I I don't understand why they would fake his death and not just take him to the mansion anyway. Like they took Blanchard. Yeah, but film. They need things to happen, don't they? They need shit to go down. Yeah, so right. I'm gonna I'm gonna counter something that you always say here, right? They they could have cut out five to ten minutes of the film if they didn't have that shit with Billy at the hostel and pretending to be dead. Yeah. Right, and it would have been a ninety-minute film. I know. So, and you always say the ninety minutes is great. Why not cut some of it out to cut some out to the film? Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying uh, it needs to be in there. Maybe no. there's a, maybe there's a fan edit that skips, scrapes it out. I, well, think just, I think they're just trying to go for the. They just, they're just going for the old, the, the big building, like seeing that everyone, every arm of society, is involved in this. Sort of conspiracy against Billy, aren't they? But um, it's just one of those bits of the film which isn't handled in the best way. Like again, if like someone like so, let's look at another body horror director. Imagine if Cronenberg directed this. Oh, but imagine what imagine what that would have been. Imagine if Brian Yusno was able to convince Cronenberg to direct it. I would have taken that all day long. I think this film would have been great. I mean, I still like, I still love, it. I still enjoy. It. I'll watch it again someday. It's like one of those. This is a classical horror. It's not as good as um, Reanimator and From Beyond, but it's still, a, it's still a cool little film. And they live. It's better than they live. I'm gonna, <laughs> I'll, 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 think I'll, die, on, I'll die on that hill. It comes down to everything we've ever said on, when looking back at these movies. You have a specific memory of this of watching it with your mates. You know, yeah. And that you know that that adds to you uh, enjoying. Do you know what? I just realised this is like the opposite. This has got the opposite problem of They Live, this film is. Whereas in They Live, starts off strong and goes downhill as it goes. But this one goes upwards and, and, go, and goes towards a, an amazing ending. They Live's got... Because They Live's ending is really, really boring. It, like when they're just running around with the guns and stuff. <laughs> I find the ending of that film really like excruciatingly, painfully boring to get through. Because I think the best bit of They Live is in like... Sort of like the first into second act when he's shooting up the bank and stuff. The yeah, like the middle third. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, it does out after that. The V Live does. I just, I'm just, I can't be fucked for it after that bit. You know. Sorry, what were we talking about? What bit were we on? Changes. I've got, yeah, I've got another question. So Billy isn't the son of the the parents and the and obviously not the brother to the sister. Um, yeah. So where does he come from? It doesn't explain it. I think they just adopted him. Oh. Just take a bit. I think they just they're so rich and mighty and powerful. They just took some poor person's yeah. baby. I tell you what would have been interesting is if they'd seeded into the film that his mother, Billy's mother, had died. They had killed her during a shunting and just taken on the kid yeah. as an experiment. Because they imply that this has all been one big ruse and that you know that it's built up to this point. Where they're now probably going to absorb him or that. It's one big game to them, isn't it? And I, I just, I would have liked that to be teased out a little bit more if they had said, like, you know, we, we took you from your parents when you know, your parents believed you died or something, but we raised you as our own for this, you know, you know for the our evil ways or whatever. But um, that's what I would have wanted a little bit more. Just that explanation. 
I always thought that that Billy um, looked a little bit like our mate um, Ben Rogers. If you merged Ben Rogers and Rob Lowe, you'd get uh, that that actor. I can't remember his name. Billy Warlock. Yeah. Fucking Albert, you think uh, a lot of Ben, don't you? <laughs> isn't, isn't he the sort of um, actor? As soon as I put the film on, I was like, I know him from somewhere. Baywatch, but he's he's a Ricarella Nayax love interest in the first two, two seasons of Baywatch. Maybe, maybe it is that. I, t- I tell you, what, I, I tell you my change though in this one. What I would like, what I wish they just ripped out of the film, because I know, I just I know that this character does kind of help out later in the film, but. It's just fucking dumb, and I just didn't like it at all. It's the problem of comedy horror sometimes. You get jokes that just don't work, and it's the fucking Clarissa's mother character. Uh, Mrs. Carlin, mm. I've got it oh. as my main change. What the fuck is she doing in there? I, mean, I was watching, I was like, what is this? It was like, because I think it's just one of those things that when they were on set, they thought it was really funny, and it's just like, it's not funny. It's just weird, and it's just stupid. Get, get rid of it. Just get that out of the film. It just, I know at the end... She kind of helps them escape, but I would have just rather they just wrote some different way of getting away. And also, it needed to be explained a little bit more. Is she, was she previously part of society? Your I think she. Is. I think she is. Yeah, because her daughter's in society. Yeah. I. I. Because I thought if you're going to have that character in, why? And she's going to be that way. Why not have it that she's like got some bad side effects of being involved in the shunting? Yeah. And that's where it needed. It needed a bit of explanation, sort of thing. And mm. what was the thing about eating hair? Obsessed with hair. Is that yeah. one? Is that one made her go nuts? I'm looking up society on IMDb right now, and I'm going to the trivia section to see if there's anything in there that explains that, because that is very weird. That is. I'm also looking at the two writers to see if they wrote anything else. Few wrote a few more horror films. He wrote. He did write the screenplay for Bride of Reanimator, which we must have been good friends with Brian Yusner, and another film Yusner directed called Silent Night, Deadly Night 4, Initiation. <laughs> yeah, that's Number right. Four. Oh, yeah. He didn't do one, two, and three. <laughs> number one and two are pretty good. I do like number, I do like Silent Night, Deadly Night 1 and 2. I've got to be honest. They're fun slasher, Christmas slashes, but I don't know what number three onwards, man. They're a bit, uh, they're a bit straight to video. You know what I mean? Um but yeah, but now he, he's direct, he's written a couple of script, scripts in the last two years, actually. So he, 1990, he stopped working. And then he did Girl Next and The Quantum Devil. And um, the other guy, uh, Rick Fry, Korea, he did three films. He did Society, Pride of the Animator, and Dementia. And that's it. Nothing ever again. What amazes me is the, um, the psychiatrist suddenly turns into this fucking raging com- uh, comedian. The, the, the last 10-15 minutes it's just yeah right. I just got on there's one answer I can find for Clarissa's mother go on they said someone said that they believe that they are so it's the first question on everyone's mind is um, they said okay, what is wrong with Clarissa's mother and the answer was this they only breed within their own group so she just came out really inbred I think so I think she's meant to be someone that's incredibly inbred but then how is she making a daughter like Clarissa? Because she is put together. That girl is man. <laughs> you know what I mean, you can't yeah, but, be that in. You can't be that inbred and give birth to a Clarissa and give birth to Clarissa. Okay, Clarissa I, I'm gonna I'm gonna put a theory forward here, but the film has no way to confirm this because there's nothing in the film about it. 
There's nothing you could you could argue Clarissa's mother used to be a hottier self, but when she shunted, she yeah. absorbed someone ugly. I said this the other night. I said this is what yeah. I was saying. I said, but they, she absorbed someone with some sort of deficiency or something. Yeah, and she became that. But I reckon the inbred one is one makes the most sense. But there's still a plot hole in that. How is Clarissa so not inbred? And she's how, like, how, yeah. How is Billy's sister cute as well? Because you got her. She's like playmate of the year for fuck's sake. Yeah. Well, I I sort of read it as something had gone wrong during the shunting. Maybe she didn't. I don't know. Because they weren't inviting her back, were they? Maybe no. she didn't de shunt back properly. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's a term. Uh, so, um, and then she has, and by this point, you know, she'd already had a daughter and everything. So, and the daughter was left to, like, you know, um, look after. Wild times. All right. Let's um, think about wrapping this up. Before we go to recommend, and actually, we do recommend first. Prog, would you recommend it? I probably would, because I think it's worth watching. I think there's some good stuff in it. And also, I recommended They Live, and I think both films are on a par for different reasons, Good, th- good, different good things in them. So, yeah, I, I probably would, just about. I, I'd probably say I wouldn't recommend it unless it was a real specific person who wanted you know, this type of movie They'd seen they lived and they wanted to go somewhere else next, or they were into sort of like B horror, but I probably wouldn't recommend. Ad? Yeah, I'd recommend it. Absolutely recommend this one. So, supplementary <laughs> question. What's the Adam written? I give this one, I did, I give this one an eight out of 10. It's an eight out of 10 movie, this one is, but it's an eight out of 10. It's a classic. You can't like go wrong with it. It's a good, it's like, I, I don't get, I don't get bored by it. I enjoyed it from start to finish. I, this is an eight. I love the fact that Adam's rated is now a thing of his own. <laughs> We've got to remember, like, yeah, Adam's rating is his actual enjoyment of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing else. Why can't that be everyone's rating, though? Like, I hate this whole, like, pretentious thing. It was incredibly boring because it was nicely shot. I'm going to give it a 10. It's like, fuck. Who that. says that? Oh, you know, that's, that's what you guys are hinting at, isn't it? Like, you know, that all I need to factor in is if you like it from start to finish... That's the well, rating. Yeah, no, and that's fair enough. Look, I, like I said earlier, you've got an um you've got a specific memory of this that probably adds to your enjoyment of it. So I, I, I get it. But I just I love your ratings. Yeah. <laughs> wait till uh, the next wait till the next film. That's gonna be yeah, it. wait until the next one, man. Um as it goes to budget and box office, I got nothing on box office, but I got estimated two million on um budget. Did better in the UK than the US. Did it? I know about. Yeah, it did much better. Um, the UK in the eighties was much more hungry for horror than America was, like especially on the V8 with VHS and stuff. Um, we loved horror on VHS in the UK. Especially so I think, I think this type of horror. If you do, do you get what I mean? You know, you mentioned earlier that I often talk about dolls or toys, or, you know, those type of movies, and I always remember them being in the video shop, and they were there for years. Yeah, like. The special features I did watch on the Blu-ray, the the actor that played Billy is saying that um, in America the premiere was just like nothing, but in the UK there was like a, it was like a limousine affair with like paparazzi around, like maggot press around. It was a big deal in the but UK this, that the film was. This came out. It got shot in '98, didn't it? '89, sorry. It <laughs> came out in Europe '89 and '90, but then didn't come out in America until '92. Am I right in that? 
As in Nova. Unless they unless they tried re-releasing it, because I know that the one actor who played Billy, um, I only learned this from the other night when I was watching the features. He um he was a big star in Baywatch afterwards. He he did a lot of Baywatch episodes. So maybe it flopped the first time. And this happened sometimes. They were like, oh, let's try and re-release it again. Now that he's really famous in Baywatch. Maybe that's what happened. It's entirely yeah. possible, yeah. All right. Yeah, let's we wrap did. this up. Come on. Talked about it enough. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Podcasts come out every Wednesday. Check out our social media and um, check out our YouTube channel. We're doing a bit more on that. All right. Cheers, all. Bum, 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 bum.